Hey, everybody. Happy Leap Day and National Toast Day. I just wanted to celebrate this big day by releasing this week's episode of The After Party for everyone. If you don't already know, The After Party is our weekly show that members of our supporting cast get. Supporting cast is basically just like a Patreon. So head over to ChrisDemakes.com to sign up if you haven't already. It helps us keep making Chris Demakes a podcast, and we really try to make the episodes of The After Party a lot of fun. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to The After Party. Well, hey, everyone, it's the after party. Chris, are we going out for a dinner and a nightcap and calling it a night, or are we, we staying out till five in the morning? What's happening here? Well, maybe we can do that, Chris, because you know what? We get an extra day this year, and maybe we should use that extra day to do something fun because it's a leap year, and I wanted to do an episode all about the leap year and the leap day that is coming later this week when this episode comes out. It's going to be a long one then. Let's let let let's jump in and I'm assuming that you uh you've researched the heck out of leap year. I sure have. And you know why we have a leap year, right? Or do you not know? I can't define it exactly, but it had to happen in order to be on the is it the Gregorian calendar? Uh Well, it like was that. to it was to be you're you're close. It was to be on on or even with the solar calendar. So to keep the seasons from drifting over time, we have to add that one day every four years because an actual length of a year to keep things, to keep the seasons from drifting further and further into different months, a year is actually 365 and about one fourth days. So adding that extra day every, every four years keeps our calendars in check. This first came into play on January 1st of 45 BC when Julius Caesar reformed the historic Roman calendar to make it consistent with the solar calendar. And his rule for leap years was simple. Add a leap day every four years. That's all there was to it. So it was, uh, I mean, because we, we measure a day by 24 hours. Right. So I'm, I'm guessing they figured out that was the exact amount of time. That's It's incredible. Yeah. Another way to look at it is every day is 24 hours and probably like a couple minutes. I don't know the exact math mm-hmm. of it. But yes, it's you had to have like an incredible amount of data of like hundreds, maybe thousands of years, and then compare that to, oh, the seasons on average seem to be starting around this time to be able to figure this out. So it's really impressive to me that it was figured out in 45 BC. Oh, it's it's incredible. I mean, and, and and think of the primitive tools. I mean, it was all logic and thinking. I mean, they were they were looking to the sky and and, and marking on the uh, you know putting a stone down where the sun was this day. And is the sun going to you know the sun going to be in the exact same spot as the stone one one year? Think of how long that took. I know it blows my mind that it would blow my mind if somebody just figured this out now in 2024 let alone you know thousands of years ago with primitive record keeping or whatever but it just goes to show you humans are pretty impressive and pretty smart yes 
What what else you got? I, I'm I'm waiting because there's got to be something music related here to leap year. I got all kind of stuff. One thing I'll tell you, Chris, I went back through the Less Than Jake archives, you know, the concert history, and I was like, did Less Than Jake ever play a show on Leap Day? They call February, when there is a February 29th, they call that Leap Day. And you know what? As far as I could find out, you guys have never played on Leap Day. Huh. That all is, those uh... years of being a band. So you've been a band for how many years now? You started in what year? Uh, started in 1992. Okay. Which, so which, 19- which, well, no, because that, that year wouldn't have counted because we started later than February. So really, it would have been 90, 93 on. Okay. So you've years. had how many? 96, 2000? 31. Oh, f- oh, 04. You had, you had 96, 2000, oh, 04, oh, 08, 12, 16, 20, now 24. You've had eight leap days in the career of your band, yeah. and you've never played on it. <laughs> how is that possible i don't know unless it just wasn't listed or something um i'm not That's sure you know the the next tour that we have the next tour that we have coming up uh ends uh before leap year so I we're gonna know. miss it again i know what's up with that <laughs> that is messed up man you guys got to try to do something special and get this leap day in or else you're gonna have to wait all the way until 2028 for ha- another has punchline played on leap day i I didn't really look into it too far. I couldn't remember anything. I probably should have looked that up, but I I don't know. Um, But I could tell you some more things about the leap year and the leap day if you're interested. I am absolutely interested. Hit me. So first of all, in Ireland and Britain, it is a tradition that women may propose marriage only in leap years. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So Hmm. Irish and British guys, get ready. The proposals are coming. (laughs) Um, In Finland, the tradition is that if a man refuses a woman's proposal on leap day, he should buy her fabrics for a skirt. (laughs) Fabrics for a skirt. Yes. So if you're in Finland and you're a woman, you should propose to every guy you see and and really collect the fabric. A lot Um, lot, lot of people still sewing their own clothes in Finland? I had no idea. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe so. Um, Chris, this might be of interest to you and I, uh, you know, considering our lineage and our last names and stuff. In Greece, marriage in a leap year is considered unlucky. So one in five engaged couples in Greece will plan to avoid getting married in a leap year. Wow. And that's not just leap day. That's the whole year. The whole year. So hmm. 20% of marriages. So I don't know. Maybe you can get a good deal on a marriage, you know, on a wedding, at least in a leap year, right? Yeah. Did you know that a person born on February 29th <laughs> is called a leapling or a leaper? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> not to be I confused did. with a leper. <laughs> yeah, hey. no, I did, I, did not, I did not know that one. Do you know anybody who was born on February 29th? Hmm. My mom's on the 26th. She's close. Ooh. No, I'm not, not off the top of my head. I don't know. You know, but Very you got to think, you know, I've never really thought about leap year anywhere near in depth as we've already gone in whatever five or six minutes here. But think of how much, how many things have been messed up. Social security cards, people going in and being like, no, my birthday's the 29th and it says the 28th. And, you know, I, I feel for the people born on, on leap day. It has to be a nightmare, right? Yeah. My aunt Linda was born on February 29th, my dad's sister. Um, 
And yeah, so she, I think it was 1960 she was born. So yeah, we always, you know, joke she's like, whatever. Well, what would that be? If divide 1960 up to 2024, so 64 divided by four. So she's like 16. She's, she's getting a driver's license. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, next time you see her at the family dinner, you got to call her a leaper. Yeah, a, a leapling. <laughs> a, a leapling sounds even worse. Uh, do you want to know some famous people who were born on February 29th? I would definitely. I definitely want to know some famous people. Let's hear it. Uh, Dinah Shore, mm. Tony Robbins, Ja Rule, Antonio Sabato Jr., and Chris, a past Chris to Makes a Podcast guest, Chris Conley from Saves the Day. He's a Chris- leapling. Chris Conley's a leapling. Who knew? Hmm. I didn't okay. know. And and one more I got for you. It's a fictional character, but the fictional character of Superman was actually actually had a February 29th birthday. His parents in the comic books, John and Martha Kent, decided to celebrate young Clark Kent's birthday on the day that he arrived, which was February 29th. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe that's Pretty why he has such great powers. Yeah. On... I mean, I got to ask these these leaplings if they have any special powers. Uh, <laughs> February 29th of this year, Chris. Now, this isn't always on February 29th. In fact, it's it's you it's actually I think the the last Thursday in February they celebrate this. But this year it lands on February 29th. It's a Thursday. It's National Toast Day. <laughs> How do you like your toast, Chris? If you were to have white um, toast for breakfast, would it be wheat toast with raisin toast? You know, every day I have, I try to get some sort of healthy bread, some sort of like stuff with lots of seeds in it or whatever. There's this stuff. Oh, what's it called? It's called like Dave's Awesome Bread or something like that. And okay. it's it's kind of expensive. It's like six or seven bucks a loaf, but it's supposed to be like real healthy and have lots of protein in it and stuff. And... um I usually get that, and I like it. Look, I'll I would prefer it be more toasted than less toasted. You know, I I like a nice crispy okay. toast. How about you? That, that's I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, I, I if it's burnt, I mean beyond a crisp, I'm not gonna like right. it. If it just, just tastes like burnt toaster, but yeah, I I I like it toasted. I don't want it to be. You know, do you do you uh, do you like any uh, jellies, jams, butter? Uh, spreads you know, things of that nature i don't put anything on it because i make my eggs over easy and i'm dipping you know i'm you're, dipping you're, you're that toast you're i'm mopping that i'm mopping that yolk up or yolk yeah. however you say it i never know how to say that word and i swallow the yolk so i, I swallow the yolk whole as all the listeners you know <laughs> i know it's just freaking weird <laughs> uh but yeah i usually do that but i will say that the that marquette recently I got to ask her to make me toast again. She made toast and she put butter on it and then jelly over top of the butter. And I was like, damn, this is good toast. Um, But if I go to a restaurant, Chris, I will pay the upcharge. I love, it's not an option for me at home, but I love to have some rye toast. How How do you feel about rye? I'm not a fan of rye. I, I, I want to feel like we've talked about this before. My grandfather, we didn't have white bread one morning, and he made uh, French toast with rye bread, and it just bummed me out. I could, I just, it, it ruined rye bread for me forever. Huh. I don't know how I would feel about French toast on rye, but dude, I encourage you, give rye a chance at some point. It, give it's rye good. a chance. 
Give Rye a chance. I, I looked up how you can how you can celebrate National Toast Day. And the National Toast Day website actually had some suggestions like <laughs> like make some toast. Um, share your favorite <laughs> toast toppings. Make a toasted sandwich. Cook up some French toast. Or use the hashtag National Toast Day to share on social media. So you better believe I'm going to be making some posts about National Toast Day uh, wow. this coming Thursday. <laughs> you ever had a, a poor man cinnamon roll, Chris? No. What is that? That's just, you know, lightly toasted bread. Uh, could be white or wheat, I suppose. Uh, butter, uh, cinnamon, and some sugar. Wow. That sounds, yeah. that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Uh, as we know, toast is very versatile. It carries a multitude of jams, jellies, marmalades, and fruit compotes? Compotes? Uh, compotes. Compotes. I don't use that word often. Sorry, everybody. I'm a dummy. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, a, I, I always call it a compote. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? What is a compote? Um, I wonder if that, I wonder if a compote would fall under uh, like a marmalade. Not marmalade. Okay. Um, sorry. What's the uh, like Vegemite oh, that they eat right. have in Australia? That that might be a compote. People hate that. I don't think I've had it before, but people seem to really hate that Vegemite stuff. Uh, Vegemite and Marmite. Uh, Vegemite. It, it's good for hangover. It's got a lot of B twelve in it. I've never okay. had it, but that's what I. You know, all the all the uh, Australians that that friends of mine that uh, like you don't know what you're missing. You put some on toast and you feel great. And I don't know. Oh. I just I always heard it tasted terrible, and I never I never dove in. I didn't are we talking about toast or are we talking about leap year here? <laughs> well, I want to talk about toast a little bit more. So this National Toast Day was started in 2014 by the Tip Tree World Bread Awards to celebrate toast and all the breads we make with it. It's always the last Thursday in February. So mark that down on all your calendars. All right. uh, yes, it falls, falls on leap day this year. But Chris, I have some more leap day history for you including a crazy story about Christopher Columbus. If you already dislike Christopher Columbus like I do, man, you're going to dislike him even more <laughs> because I got a shitty story about him. Um, in 1504 on February 29th, Christopher Columbus used a lunar eclipse to frighten Jamaicans. So here's the story. Columbus was beached in Jamaica at the end of June 1503, where him and his sailors were stranded for one year. At first, the natives were very hospitable to Columbus, but then his asshole sailors started stealing from and cheating the natives. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? That's just who they are, right? So finally, after six months, the natives stopped helping them out and, and stopped their food supply to Columbus and his men. But... Columbus had an astronomy almanac with him, and he noticed that there was a lunar eclipse coming up on February 29th. So he met with the tribal leader and told him that God was angry with the natives' treatment of Columbus and his men. And he said that God would put a clear sign of his anger in the sky by making the full moon appear inflamed with wrath. Of course, his trick worked. When the natives saw the eclipse, they ran in all directions to Columbus's ships with fresh provisions, begging him to pray to God for protection. So Columbus went to the cab cabin of his ship to fake pray, and, uh, and he timed the eclipse with an hourglass. And then once 
there was totality, the period of time when the moon was completely engulfed in the earth's shadow. Uh, when that was about to end, he came out of his cabin. He told them God had forgiven them. And uh, just then the moon started to reappear and the natives are grateful. So he used his knowledge of, you know, what was happening in the sky to trick the Jamaicans to you know, serve his needs, even though they were huge assholes to them. <laughs> Jeez. How, how did he, what, it was a book. What was it? What, what did he, yeah. he, he, had he had read astronomy. Something? He had an astronomy almanac with him. Almanac you know. with him. Hmm. Yeah. Weird. I mean, this was 1500 by then. And we were just talking about like 45 BC and that yeah. like 1500 some years, you know, people were studying the skies and studying these things. I mean, it's impressive that, that was figured out by people. It just sucks that Columbus used it in that way. You know, that was a that that was a leap year. That was a leap year. Yeah, fifteen oh four. Yep. So some more things that happened. Some of them not so great. Uh, February twenty ninth of sixteen ninety two is when the first three women were accused of witchcraft in Salem. These women were Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba, a Western Indian slave, which started, Jeez. yeah, the Salem witch trials. Those were, that was some nasty stuff, man. Yes. Well, and, and going back and, and reading a lot, I, I was in a, was it, yeah, it was a psychology class in college, and they had talked about those times. I think a lot of these people were schizophrenic. They were maybe alcoholics, and they accused them of being into witchcraft, and you know, because they were possessed by the devil. Which, in you know, they were just uh, ailing <laughs> from uh, from their mental uh, mental disease. Right. I mean, it's the same deal as what I go- I went to the uh, transatlantic insane asylum which is a terrible name for it they call it that because it's like a halloween time thing you can go to in west virginia and it was an actual mental institution where they did terrible stuff they did the all the shock therapy they did the oh what's the thing they where they mess up your brain the why can't i think of the word you know where they go through your eye with an ice pick and mess up your brain yeah like a lobotomy Lobotomy. Yeah, lobotomies. They That was the place where they did the most lobotomies in the world at this. But now it's like a place you can go tour and, you know, it's supposed to be ghosts there and stuff. But there's a big list on the wall of all the things people were admitted for. And they're all things like that could have been cured now with maybe the right prescription or, or whatever. And it's just, it's sad. Yeah. Some of them are ridiculous. A lot of times husbands dropped off their wives there because they were like, for ridiculous reasons that you might laugh about, but then you think about how sad it is or whatever. But anyway, we're going to skip ahead a lot now, Chris. Now, here's something interesting. On February 29th of 1892, St. Petersburg, Florida was incorporated. And funny enough, when I was looking to see if Less Than Jake had played any shows on February 29th, I couldn't find any. But the closest I could find was when you played St. Petersburg in 2016, when you played back-to-back shows at the State Theater in St. Petersburg. One show was with a band called Beebs and Her Moneymakers, mm-hmm. and the other show was with two bands, one called UNRB and one called Victims of Circumstance. You got it. That would have been March 1st and March 2nd? Yeah, or some, yeah. something like that. Okay, um, yeah. And Punchline played with less than Jake in St. Petersburg. Do you remember this show? It wasn't that many, maybe five years ago now. Uh, five years ago now? Did we play with you yeah. there? 
from when we were recording this. It was probably 2019. Maybe it was 2018. But I remember this show. I remember this show very vividly because it's the show where we were hacky sacking and made the hacky sack video that we then put on TikTok that like got a ton of views and comments on TikTok. Um, okay. Okay. I don't remember us being down there on that. Was that the, the year we went to the boat? Yes. Yes. Okay. It was. Okay. Um, and what, what I especially remember about that show, Chris, it was so humid outside that all of our equipment was like wet, you know? And it, it made my, I have a Mesa tube head, like a real nice bass head. And it, it made it like short out. So I had to go to a music store and buy like a, a little head that's now the only head I use on tour. And I just this week, finally, my buddy Johnny took it for me to get my head fixed, my nice head. You know, ah, but, that darn Florida humidity. It, it ruins a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. But uh, okay, February 29th of 1940, the 12th Academy Awards were held where Gone with the Wind won eight Oscars. And also, Hattie McDaniel became the first African-American woman to win an Oscar for Gone with the Wind for Best Supporting Actress. That happened on Leap Day. And, and, and uh, let's just think, 1940... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming these were held in New York or Los Angeles. Uh, I would assume one of the two. Okay. I'm not sure which one okay. it was. And think about the think about the preparation that it takes to throw a gala event like that. Okay, mm-hmm. black tie affair. Uh, you know, arrive at this time. I mean, certainly celebrities weren't the <laughs> the. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for the pampered uh, f- folks they are today. You know, it was, it was, it was probably a little different back then, but how did they get everybody to know it was going to be at this exact time and get everybody in one location? It amazes me. Newspapers and telegrams. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 1940. So would that have been, when did things start being televised? I feel like a real idiot for not knowing this. I assume the fifties, right? Uh, no, things there. There was there was things being televised, and I want to say as as early as even the maybe the late thirties, early forties. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I I I don't. I need to look into that. But uh, those okay. those three th- those three Stooges shorts were done in the late thirties, early forties. I'm pretty sure. Right, but weren't they? Would they have first been shown like in theaters and then later we went on to see them on TV? That's a I, good question. I, I don't think so. I think that was made I think that was made for television. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Um on February 29th of 1960, Chris, the first Playboy Club featuring Playboy Bunnies was opened in Chicago. 1960, Hugh Hefner opened this thing. And uh, you know. You hear all kind of in this this day and age, you can hear all kind of pretty terrible stuff about Hugh Hefner and how weird he was. But in all your years, I know I heard lots of stories about like bands going to the Playboy Mansion. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that? <laughs> no. Okay. No, no, we we weren't that cool. We never got invited to you know um, you know celebrity type stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. We went, I, I think we talked about this before. We I went to a, a after Grammy party one time that you know, we snuck into, but yeah, nothing nothing like that. Gotcha. Um, on Leap Day of 1968. It was the Grammy Awards of that year, and Sgt. Pepper's won for Album of the Year, the first rock LP to ever win that honor. And they could only celebrate the win every four years after that. Yeah, yeah. you could <laughs> only celebrate wins on the day it happened. 
<laughs> as you know. On Leap Day of 1980, I was almost on Earth for this. I, I came around a couple months later. Uh, at the age of 51, 51 years old, Gordie Howe became the first player to score 800 goals in the NHL. Dude, he was playing at age 51 in the NHL? I didn't know that any you know, athlete in the game that physical basketball, hockey, where injuries are, are prevalent, uh, football, Especially any hockey. contact sports that anybody would go past. I mean, Tom Brady was what, 46, 51, 51. And hockey is a physical ass sport. Yes. I, yeah, but you know what? For some reason, guys are able to play. Yarmer Yager still plays, not in the NHL, but I think in some other league, some European league or something, he's in his fifties. And I think he's still pretty good. People are always talking about him coming like and playing for the penguins again. That's never going to happen at this point, but he's still like, I don't know how dudes are able to play hockey for so long. It's amazing. It's always, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I only have one other thing that happened on leap day, Chris, it was Let's hear it. Well, once again on leap day of 2004, it was the 76th, now, we talked about the 12th Academy Awards. Now we're at the 76th Academy Awards, where The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King won Best Picture. Charlize Theron won Best Actress for Monster. Did you ever see that? Do you know what that movie is? I know the movie. I never saw it, though. Man, Charlize Theron, who, you know, she's a beautiful woman actress, mm-hmm. but she plays this serial killer woman. She It's like like complete transformation it is insane she definitely deserved to win that i mean you know the movie's all right but what she did to become that character is crazy and also uh the best original screenplay at that uh oscars went to sofia coppola for lost in translation chris did you ever see lost in translation i did see lost in translation i have seen that one that was a that was a that was a tour bus staple for a while dude that movie is so good. It's one of my all-time favorites. And was that your experience? Like, what I loved about that movie is I felt like that was my. I related to so many of the experiences that Bill Murray, you know, is going through in Japan. You mm-hmm. know, it was just he went to so many places and did so many things and had so many experiences where I was like, this is what it was like. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I love that movie so much. And that's why, you know, it, it uh, no pun intended, it translated to people because that's exactly what it was. It just, you know, it's like, wow, that happened to me. Yeah, man, do I love that. Scarlett Johansson's so good in that movie. Bill Murray's so good in that movie. And just every time it's on, I get wrapped up in it and I just want to be at the karaoke singing Phoenix with him. You know, I just, it's, it's so, so good. But Chris... That's all I got. I know, you know, it only ha- it only happens once every four years. When we do these types of episodes, usually I have four times as much stuff to pull from. But I thought I was able to pull some pretty decent stuff from that, especially about toast. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks for doing that, Chris. And uh, we'll see each and every one of you next week when we party again. And until then, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.
Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>